Welcome to the Voice of Choice Conversations podcast series. This is a podcast series about our beautiful, messy, and imperfect transformational journeys, where we grow and expand and stretch through the power of stories and wisdom and experiences. And we explore our gifts and our purpose, our roles and our fears. We also connect to our higher self while unapologetically stepping into our greatness. And we use energy as our currency and clarity as our lens. And we use all of this to change our current reality into our desired reality. So come and dream big as we bust apart fears and grow wings with our sisters. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast series, Voice of Choice Conversations. This is the first episode in the second season. And this series is going to be dedicated to accessing your divine gifts, a number of divine gifts, inspiration, forgiveness, intuition, um, your divine future hustle, your divine intention, and so on. And the first one that I wanted to touch base on and, and really share some insights and skills around is accessing your divine intuition. Because it's such a powerful skill set and it's a powerful tool that we all have, every one of us. Intuition is natural and we all have it, but most of us or some of us have just forgotten how to access it along the way. In other words, we're all born intuitive and we learn to silence it through the process of living. So I wanted to share with you a few different ideas around um, the concept of intuition and whichever one you connect with is perfect. These are all different ways of looking at intuition and everyone's a different um, learner, like an audio learner or a tactile learner or a visual learner. So whatever one connects with you, use it and you can leave the rest behind. So some people like to believe and think that intuition is the voice of your soul. I personally love to think of my intuition as my soul talking to me. Your intuition is your birthright, not a gift. We are born with it and we learn to silence it the same way we learn to silence our truth and our voice and our gifts. Intuition creates amazing synchronicities. Um not coincidences. Intuition gives you the access to incredible opportunities. When amazing opportunities happen and you can't, you just didn't see it coming, chances are that's an intuitive message or inspiration that was brought to you. And all of your intuition creates these incredible opportunities because it lives outside of your comfort zone, outside of the controlled environment that we live in, the analytical brain-bound comfort zone that we live in. Intuition is also known as tapping into the universal wisdom or the Akashic records, if that is what you feel connected to. And a really fun way to look at or think of intuition is like a super powered GPS system that just knows where to go. You know, just like your high tech nav system in your vehicle, you pop in some random address in some massive city and your your nav system just 
knows how to get you there. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to second guess it. You don't have to ask directions. You don't have to um, struggle. You just follow along. So intuition is the ability to understand something without conscious reasoning or thinking, such as like some, some practical examples are feeling like someone is watching you and you look over your shoulder and sure enough, someone's watching you or following you or love at first sight or, you know, a, a massive connection with another human being. You have no idea. What is that about? Why am I so connected to that person? Intuitively, your energy is matching that person's energy. Or knowing something about a loved one when it happens. So you all of a sudden you had this sensation that something happened to a loved one. And the next day you find out that your brother in a different country got a massive um, promotion. Um, or deciding not to do something because it just feels wrong. For me, intuition has a lot to do with energy. I can walk into a room and I can read the entire room without speaking to a single person or having a single conversation. I can look around and, and sense the energies that I'm drawn to and the energies that I'm not drawn to. But intuition, is, it's always there waiting to be heard and used and accessed. And there is one thing that will reliably get in the way of your intuition, and that is your mind and your thinking and your thoughts, the past, the present, the future, the to-do list, the task list, tomorrow's event, today's conversation that didn't go well, last week's missed yoga class that you're still ruminating over, that extra piece of cheesecake you had last night with the extra glass of wine, and so on and so on and so on. So that thinking, overthinking will predictably get in the way of you being able to receive information from through your intuition. And the other thing that gets in the way of our innate intuition is what other people think and say, or social norms or indoctrination. Because we all want to be liked, well, we don't all care, but most of us want to be liked and included and not judged. So a lot of times it's easier to just think and say what everyone else is thinking and saying, even if it's not what your intuition is telling you is right. So all these things have a way of clouding the space that it that is the space for us to hear the intuitive messages that we're meant to hear. So it's like filling the space with too much noise, like a rock concert, and you can't hear that person whispering in your ear. So I'm going to give you eight tools and steps to help you start accessing your intuition. And you're going to do them in this order. The first one being clear your mind on all levels, because you can't trick energy or intuition. You can trick your mind, but you can't trick energy or intuition. So you really want to start by calming and clearing your mind. And for a lot of you, you're going to be rolling your eyes going, yeah, 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 yeah. That, I've heard that one a thousand times. Just bear with me as we move through the different steps and it might help. So at first you may have to consciously find a quiet space to sit down and say, get grounded, maybe burn some sage, play some quiet music, lay down, light a candle, smoke a joint, maybe not smoke a joint, but whatever, even whatever it takes for you to be able to feel peaceful and calm enough that you can actually 
quiet your mind. And eventually you'll find that you can access your intuition and quiet your mind anywhere and anytime. The second thing is focused attention or location and awareness. So your awareness is independent of your body or your location, and it's not bound by time and space. Your awareness moves everywhere around you, and you can manipulate your awareness. For example, as you're sitting there listening to this podcast or walking, listening to this podcast or driving, notice your left ear. Notice your, the back of your right hand. Notice if you're hungry. Notice the weather. Notice the top of your head. Notice if you have any discomfort anywhere in your body. Just notice. Just be aware. Move your awareness around. This isn't about thinking. It's about observing or noticing. So you're going to get very centered in your being rather than in your thinking or analyzing. This work isn't about perfection and precision. And as a matter of fact, that won't help you at all. It will actually get in your way. And one of the reoccurring themes of this conversation today is about releasing control. So accessing your intuition is intuitive. It's not a wrestling match with your brain. So second, focused attention. Third, grounding energetically. So for a lot of people, they're going to go, woo, this is a little too woo-woo for me. But bear with me. This is actually an important piece of the, the intuitive process is to ground yourself energetically with Mother Earth or Gaia, nature, whatever you want to call it. And you can do it in a multitude of different ways, whichever way feels most comfortable for you. Some people like to think of roots coming out of their root chakra, which is found at the bottom of their spine, penetrating the earth and moving down into the center of the earth. The roots might be big, they might be small, they might be green, they might be brown, does not matter. It's not about perfection. It's about what feels right for you. Some people like to think of grounding into Mother Earth um, using the visualization of a waterfall coming from the root chakra, a beautiful waterfall. It might be a slow trickling waterfall. It might be a massive waterfall flowing down into the center of the earth or a beam of light or a golden parade, whatever works for you to ground you energetically into Gaia or Mother Earth is perfect. And you can ground yourself anywhere. It's a beautiful practice to start um, having on a daily basis, grounding yourself while you're driving your car, grounding yourself while you're sitting at your desk, grounding yourself while you're having dinner, grounding yourself while you're watching TV, grounding your desk, grounding the project that you're working on, grounding everything down into Mother Earth so it has an, an energetic place to connect with the basically the cosmic flow. So however that feels most aligned for you, if you're new to this and that just sounds really freaking weird to you, just think of sitting down and having a really tiny little cord that goes from your butt into the into the ground. Just keep it really simple. The other thing you want to 
really notice is what impacts your gra- your grounding energetically. So things like negative self-talk or negative or judgmental thinking, not enough sleep, unhealthy eating, maybe uninspired activity or a lack of exercise. Those things that have you feeling detached, out of alignment or distracted are probably taking away from your grounding, your energetic grounding. So when you sit down to practice your accessing your intuition, you're clearing your mind and you're focusing your attention, you're getting grounded. You want to make sure you don't bring any of that negative energy into that space with you. It's actually really fun to um, play around with grounding energy with a partner. So depending on the size of your partner, if you can lift them, um, it's, it's really cool to have them ground down into Mother Earth using a roots roots, let's say, and then try and pick that person up and then have them unground. So they're not grounded and try picking them up. You'll notice a big difference. Or you can just try pushing and just see what happens. Number four, you want to be present in your body. This is different than clearing your mind. The more present you are in your body, the less present you're going to be in your mind. And the more in your body you are, the stronger your intuition and guidance will be. So this isn't, again, this isn't about analyzing or being perfect. It's simply about observing and noticing. As you get grounded and you go inward, you're just noticing where you're holding tension, where you're holding energy, where you're holding your thoughts, what you can let go of, where you can let go, and just ground down, calm down, and you're basically opening up and creating space for information to arrive. The fifth thing and the second most important thing is to learn how to turn down the noise or the analyzer or the perfectionist or the controlling mother goose in you. In other words, let go of control. So I'm going to have you think of this like a knob, like a volume knob. And let's play around with this volume knob as though it was um, turning up and down the analyzer in you. So here's some examples of what happens when your analyzer is turned straight up to 10. Say that's as high as the analyzer will go. When the analyzer's on, you're highly focused on details and precise movements, precision movements. So details, 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 which are important in a lot of activities. Just know that when your analyzer is full on, that's what's available to you. And when your analyzer is turned off, or down low, you have access to the big picture. Rather than content, you have access to the context, the framework around the idea. With the analyzer fully on, you are highly capable of assembling a lot of information. So you may be able to juggle a lot of balls at any given time. When your analyzer is turned off, you have access to deep knowing, intuitive knowing, holistic understanding. When your analyzer is turned on, think of it like planning how to get somewhere. When your analyzer is cranked, um, you know, there's chance that you are trying to get to where you're going by reading a map, but maybe the map is outdated and you have to backtrack and the GPS fails and you have to ask for directions and you have to guess a lot and it's slow progress. Whereas when your analyzer is turned off, you just have this innate knowing of where to go. 
It's as though you just can look at the mountains and go, okay, well, we just kind of have to head in that direction because I know we're heading towards the mountains without requiring a GPS. When your analyzer's cranked on, you look smart. When your analyzer's turned down low, you look wise. Your analyzer's on, it's all about physical sense, what you can see, what you can hear, what you can touch, what you can taste, what you can smell. When your analyzer is turned down, it's all about energy, what you can sense, what you can feel, what you intuitively just know. Your analyzer cranked is about analysis and perfection, and when it's turned off, it's about intuition. And here's the thing, both are good and both are necessary when they are in balance. That's the key, is to look at them um, from a place of harmony, Sometimes you need your analyzer turned up a little bit more. Sometimes you need to turn it off. In order to access your intuition, you need to turn that analyzer off. Overthinking or analyzing, overanalyzing creates a tremendous amount of stress in your body and in your relationships and in your work and in your sleep and in your life experiences. And a calm mind increases your access to creativity and imagination and deep understanding and your intuition. So if quieting the mind is challenging, if turning down the noise is challenging, try just being the observer observer of your thoughts without sort of participating in them or getting attached to them. You want to kind of like think of them as like snapshots going across the screen really quickly. It's amazing how our, our thoughts and our thinking create our emotions in the moment and therefore our current experience or reality, even if it's not real. So for whatever reason, whatever you're thinking um, it are a whole lot of negative thoughts, then chances are the emotion that's going to go along with it is you're not going to, you're going to feel unsettled, you're going to feel anxious, you're going to feel sad or overwhelmed or angry. And that will be the experience that you're having in that moment, regardless of what you're doing. So really, really practicing using that volume knob on your perfectionism, your controlling mother goose, and your analyzer. Number six is be curious. Just be patient and let it come to you. Listen with your third eye if that's what you're into, or your deep knowing, or your physical energy. For me, it's all... It's primarily about physical energy first, and then just a deep knowing. I hear it. I hear it through words that I see. At first, it, it sometimes at first it can be hard to to recognize what is intuition and what is your thinking. So did I just think that, or was that an intuitive hit? But the more you practice, the better you will get at being able to distinguish which is which, which is coming from an intuition, 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 and which one's just coming from straight old analytical thinking. And it's always fun when I'm working with clients and. I'm, asking them a coaching question that's more intuitive and they get completely hung up in their head trying to figure out the answer. So I'll always say to them, drop out of your head and into your heart and boom, the answer will just come. So the number seven, receiving insights, you must start paying attention. When you get all these steps in order and you're practicing them enough, You're creating space, energetic space, to start to receive information. But you have to pay attention because a lot of times it can be subtle. So right now I'm receiving so many combinations of ones, 111, 1111, dates, times on the clock, license plates, page numbers, um, 
um, they're just coming at me like so fast. It's amazing. And if you, so of course I noticed this, so I had to remind myself what the spiritual reference to repeating number ones is. And it's a sign that the spirit world is trying to get your attention or they're letting you know they are available. So it's an indication to be open to receive the insights and the information. So just start paying attention. If all of a sudden you see hummingbirds everywhere and you don't normally see hummingbirds, that could be a sign. If all of a sudden you are seeing the color red everywhere and you love the color red, that could be a sign. So for me, most of my insights come in nature or in the middle of the night or when I'm exercising. And that's because when I'm in nature, I'm most connected to Gaia or Mother Mother Earth. And when I'm sleeping, my mind is at total rest. So there's no noise. There's no activity. I wake up pretty much the same time every night. And it's not because of menopause. It's because that's when my brain is the quietest and I get a massive amount of downloads and information at that time of the night. As well, when I'm exercising, the reason I get so much information when I'm exercising is because I'm fully centered in my body. So when I exercise in nature, the download information, my access to intuition is is supercharged. You know, running in the forest, biking in the forest, mountain biking, um, walking in the forest, those really, really increase my ability to receive information. So if I could figure out how to sleep while I was running in the forest, I could read everyone's future. And the last step and the most important one is to practice. So the best analogy I can use is is, um, like running a marathon or trying to learn a musical instrument. You don't run a marathon by reading a book about marathons and you don't learn to play the guitar by listening to podcasts about playing the guitar and you don't run marathons by having coffee with elite athletes and you don't learn to play the drums by hanging out with the band. You learn by practicing, hiring a coach, hiring a musical instructor, hiring a running coach, investing the hours, wearing the right shoes, buying the right equipment getting lots of rest, et cetera, et cetera. So if you want to get better and better and better at accessing your intuition, you have to practice daily. And you can practice anywhere. You can practice in your car, in a meeting at work, on a plane, before bed, on a bike ride, in a conversation. The key is to get really comfortable with the previous seven steps so that you can access your intuition anywhere. I'm sitting in my car, clearing my mind. I'm grounding myself into my seat, through through my seat, down into Mother Earth. I'm noticing my body, getting curious, getting ready to receive insights. I can do that anywhere. So practice, 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 practice. Every day, every day, practice, and you will start to notice that your intuit, intuitive hits and skills start to um, sharpen. So try to remember that we grow in two ways. We grow through pain and we grow through insight. Pain pushes and insight pulls. And the analytical brain pushes and strives and intuition pulls or leads you. So on that note, I'm going to end this episode with a quote by Albert Einstein, who is a hell of a lot older than any of us or has been around for a hell of a lot longer than any of us. So 
I'm loving that Albert Einstein said, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We've created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I look forward to sharing with you whatever the next divine inspiration is. Um, If you are wanting to be able to access your intuition to change your current reality, let's work together to bring your divine gifts to the surface. I have all sorts of different options available, whether it's just straight on -on one-on-one coaching around whatever it is that you're wanting to create for yourself, or whether it's in one of my program formats, which is super fun. Divine Warriors and Legacy of Greatness are my favorite because they are massive deep dives and you get to be with me for 15 sessions along with small pods of five other people. Uh, Legacy of Greatness is for men and Divine Warriors is for women. But there are many other options as well. So the other thing you can do is you can join my closed Facebook group, Voice of Choice Conversations. But regardless, you can contact me through Instagram, through Facebook, or through my website, www.miajarrett.com. Thank you so much. And I am so excited for you to start practicing and accessing your intuitive gifts. Have fun with it. And I will chat with you soon.